Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. My name is Denise Eckert and I'm from the Relaxation Lounge. And I love coming on here and sharing different techniques and tips to help you lower your stress because living in stress is just not good. And today I've got an amazing woman. Her name is Paula Carper. And she's a registered dietitian and women's health strategist. She helps women over 40 create nutrition and lifestyle habits to support their body's unique design so they can be free to enjoy their life on their terms. Welcome, Paula. Thank you for having me, Denise. Now, what inspired you to do this work with women over 40? Well, Mm -hmm. I had my own journey. Like so many people in this work do, I had my own journey where Around the time I was turning forward, it was a little bit before, I was having lots of issues and just couldn't really pinpoint what the cause was because it was pretty early. It was, I think I was 38 years old. And long story short is that it took me on a long journey outside of the healthcare system because I was working in the healthcare system at the time. And it just took me outside of that and back to my roots of looking for nutrition as the source of health, movement, lifestyle, all those things, and just kind of really drove me back deep into the research. And I discovered functional medicine. And long story short on that is just that I discovered that all the things that I had believed when I started my career very early about nutrition and lifestyle and movement and all the different things were really just as important and even more important as we age because of the hormonal changes that are happening. And not and not just the hormonal changes, but the changes in our lives that are happening just with aging and having ki- kids leave the nest or having parents that are aging, the things that, that kind of sandwich us in and change our lives dramatically. So those were things that were all kind of converging for me, just like so many women that I work with. Yeah. And for someone that doesn't understand functional medicine, can you give a description of what functional medicine is? So yeah, functional medicine digs beyond just the diagnosis. As a matter of fact, we don't even you know like to look at, at a diagnosis per se, unless it's informative about what functions are happening. So we look to the functions of the body a lot of times we're looking at cellular level functions, we're looking at systems functions, we're looking at how the body's functioning overall for the answers to a lot of our questions. And we're digging down deep for root cause of some of the illnesses or problems or conditions that we have. So it goes deeper than conventional medicine, traditional conventional medicine goes in terms of going beyond just a diagnosis and then slapping a pill or a surgery or something on it. It just goes back into how is our body really designed to work and how do we restore that function? This podcast is about reducing the stress in our lives. So now how does stress affect our digestive system? Because I know for myself, when I am stressed out, it hits me in the gut right away. And upset gut or a quick digestive system. So how does that work with each other? Yeah, that's a great question. I like to talk to my my clients about this a lot. And this is a factor that people just kind of, I think, instinctively might know. 
but they just don't think about very much. But the body is designed with two sides of the nervous system, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. And the sympathetic is where we fight or flee, you know, fight and flight. And we all kind of know that because that's where stress is happening. And stress can be good and it can also be bad. But then the, the parasympathetic is where the nervous system is resting and digesting. This is where the nervous system is calm and relaxed and, and not in that state of flight. And so this is something that is important to understand when we are in that fight or flight, all non-essential functions of our body are not working as well. They're all down-regulated so that we can run, so that we can, you know, our heart rate's getting up really fast and all the chemicals that are hormones and chemicals that are supposed to be going through our system are, are going so that we can stay alive. So a lot of people in our modern world are living in chronic states of stress. And I'm sure you know that. I'm sure you talk about that a lot. But when you're in that chronic state of stress, you can't really digest. So when you get into an, an acute stress, your digestive system really shuts down its overall function. Like it doesn't mean it doesn't work at all. It just means that it really lowers the energy and resources that are put toward that digestion. So digestion is harder when we're in a stressful state. Yeah. And now how does stress affect our hormones, especially once we reach the age of 40? <laughs> Good question. So once we reach, reach the age of 40, you know, our hormones are declining. So we're, we're definitely losing estrogen and progesterone, may even be losing testosterone at very kind of what, a, what we would call kind of a slow rate. But we do have a lot of fluctuations in our 40s before we really hit menopause. So there's a lot of changes and stuff that are happening there. But what's happening when we're under stress is that we're actually getting more of that cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and we're getting even less resources put toward creating those sex hormones. So what's happening in your 40s a lot of times is when you're under stress, you have an exacerbated or exaggerated effect of the stress response and even the, the exaggerated effect of the hormonal production so that you have less of that hormonal production. So that's what makes it really important when you're in your 40s. It's really important to manage that stress because we want all the hormone production that we can still have without you know, losing that, that regulation. And stress can really disrupt that whole cycle as well. So if we're, if we're having a lot of those ups and downs that happen in our 40s, then stress is gonna make that worse. So it's gonna really exaggerate those highs and lows. And a lot of times what we see is anxiety and mood swings and those kind of things really show up for people. So we want to manage stress better, but we also become less stress resilient in our 40s due to those hormone changes. So we are not just losing our minds and people think they're kind of going crazy, but it really is one of those situations where we are less stress resilient. And so we have to find ways to manage our stress better and become more stress resilient. Now, when we reach the wonderful age of 40, do our nutritional um, requirements change? I think that overall, you know, there are some general things that remain true throughout our lives. But I do believe that because of the hormone changes, we do have a lot of issues around insulin sensitivity that start to change. We do have just a natural inclination and a tendency toward doing less. Part of it is just that, you know, we've done a lot already in our lives and we're like looking for the rewards and looking to enjoy our lives more at this stage. And so a lot of times people kind of naturally flow into doing less and they don't notice it because it's very gradual. So we do have some changes that happen 
it's not definitive about calorie burning and, and if there's a, a reduction in metabolism, but certainly there are changes in uh, inflammation and cortisol levels, which do impact that. All those things are, are hormonal changes that are happening. And nutrition is really important because if you're eating a an unbalanced diet or really unhealthy diet or just highly refined diet, then what you're going to see is that you're going to tolerate that less and less over time because first of all, it's going to impact your blood sugar and insulin sensitivity is low. And then secondly, you're going to see that the poor nutritional quality is also going to have an impact. So we want deep nutrient dense foods. And I don't even want to bring up the subject of the fact that so many women have been dieting for years before they get to this age and the impact of that. But we do want to learn to deeply nourish our bodies at this stage of life. So whole foods and, and focusing in on less refined foods is going to be a, a really important focus at this stage of life. What nutritional changes can we make in our diet to help us reduce the stress in our lives? That's great. I think that when you think of blood sugar imbalance as a stressor, because it is, then it's a really great way to impact a lot of different areas that, that are impacted in our 40s. For example, people tend to have more problems sleeping. They tend to have, like like I said, less stress resilience, which we already know. And then they tend to be more tempted to be dieting, especially at this stage, because weight management starts to be even more of an issue for a lot of people. So one of the things that I recommend is really eating a balanced plate. And a lot of women, when they're very busy in this stage of life, they're just eating as best they can. And that's great, but they're not necessarily focused on the balance on their plates. And this has to do with macronutrients, carbohydrates, proteins, fats. And so one of the things that I like to suggest, because it's really important for satiety, for feeling full, for feeling satisfied, is, is prioritizing protein, but eating your protein first when you sit down for a meal. I do tend to focus on animal proteins because of the high quality of the proteins. But you know, for people who are just averse to eating meat, that kind of thing, then there are ways to kind of balance the plate. Ultimately, what we're looking at is on each meal, trying to balance the ratios of carbohydrates, proteins, and fat. And there's some simple ways to do that. It doesn't have to involve calorie counting or, or things like that. It just involves focusing on how we're serving the plate so that it makes more sense in terms of what we're actually consuming in those macronutrients. Can you give so us an example really, what you what you mean by yeah. plate? Yeah. So my recommendation, and this can be a difficult recommendation for a lot of women because they do, they have been dieting for years, many times when they come to me, but this is where I recommend about three ounces of meat at every meal. And this can be really challenging when you look at the recommendations from the, just for example, in this country, from, from the USDA, you know, the grains being the base of that food pyramid for so many years and now they've kind of done away with some of that, but they still are encouraging a lot of plant-based foods. And that's good and well. I love plants, right? I think that, that we need a lot of those. But ultimately, we really want to start with like, what's the protein? Because that's going to be a satiating factor. So about three ounces of protein at each meal is really important. I do recommend using a scale to weigh this because I think it's it's just a way to get a focus on that and make sure that we learn what that looks like. And then after that, I recommend that you eat about a half a plate full of what we call fibrous, colorful vegetables. So color on the plate, fiber, just full of nutrients, lots of different plant chemicals. So you, you end up with about a quarter of a plate full of protein, 
and half of a plate full of vegetables. And then you have another quarter of your plate where you can serve up your more high fiber, whole, whole food, whole grain carbohydrates so that you're getting your carbohydrate needs met at each meal as well. Now, I understand you have an online workshop. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So my online workshop is called the five day fatigue fix. And this is a program where I walk you through in five days, how to really set up this, this method that I'm talking about with the way that you serve your plate, focusing in on protein, making sure that you're prioritizing foods that bring you energy and really bring that blood sugar back into balance, because that's such a critical piece of reducing stress in the body. So this is an an opportunity to focus on the, what I call the eat to energize method. And it's, it's a three-step process. So there's three steps in that process. So it's not just about what you serve on your plate. There are some other factors that factor into that. And I take you through in five days, how to really transform how you're eating and nourishing your body in a very, very simple way. So it's not complicated, no calorie counting, no macro counting, no carb counting, nothing like that. Just a very simple way to take control of your energy, your blood sugar, and your food, your nutrition. And I love that you're offering the listeners here a 25% discount. I will put that information in the show notes. Yes. We're going to wrap this up a little bit. So what is the most important thing that people can walk away with from this interview? Well, I think that there's a method that I'm, I'm sharing, obviously, to really help people. But I think that this is kind of a starting point. So if you join the workshop, if you learn about this method you can actually use that as your starting point. But you want to get curious and you want to know that your individual needs are going to be different from your neighbors and from your friend who tried some diet and it really worked for her. Getting curious about what works for you and what works best for you is really important. And the way we do that is we have to tune in. And I know that if you're talking about stress management and relaxation, you're really talking about tuning into what's going on with your body. And that's my biggest recommendation for women, especially in this season of life, is to tune in and start looking inward and finding out like, how does this make me feel? Does this feel good? Does this make me have energy? What's going on? And really connecting with your body and being curious about these changes. I love that because one I think one of the biggest things is creating that awareness and then listening to our bodies because our bodies are telling us something. And All the time. Of, and a lot of times we're just too busy to listen. And that's where we've got to slow down, listen to our bodies and take care of ourselves. Absolutely. I, I know when we live the, live the busy life, when we're on the go, 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 you know, where you're eating the sandwich over the sink or running to the car, having your breakfast or your lunch. You know what? It's just not worth it, is it? No, it's not. It's not. And I th- and I think one of the one of the biggest uh, suggestions I have for people when they're trying to slow down and trying to manage their stress, eat better, is to to sit down at a meal, make sure that you're sitting right, make sure you're having a focused time for that. But also before you start, to have some deep breaths, some slow deep breaths, because that will reset that nervous system from that maybe that go 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 fight or flight response into that parasympathetic where your body's prepared to eat and prepared to digest the food that you're taking in. So that's a really important factor as well. Well, thank you so much, Paula, for your time today. That was great information. So if anybody has any questions for Paula, her information will be wherever you're listening or watching this. So great information. Thank you so much, Paula. Thank you for having me. So just a gentle reminder to slow down and enjoy life. And I'll see you in the next episode.
Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.